Caleb, Caleb tricked me. <laughs> he was what? like, hey, yeah, I ordered this 3080. That's definitely going to come in. If you want it, I'll just forward it to you. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I started buying the parts. And then like nine months later, he's like, oh, I don't know. That's what he sounds like. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Forecast, a bi-weekly podcast produced on Thursdays, co-hosted by a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games, board games, film, TV, and our everyday life experiences. Uh, if you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us on Facebook.com slash WeAreTheHorizon, or check us out at WeAreTheHorizon.com. I am the guest host of today, Owen. Uh, hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. And with me, we've got Alex. Hey, what's going on? Bad Mike Alex here. Caleb. That's me. Jake. Oh, shit, what up? And our favorite, Chad. Alex, I appreciate the Cisco and Navy behind you. I feel like it really adds something to the stream. <laughs> yeah. It gives a little bit of backstory to my character. How I was, you know, in the Navy for a long time, and I worked mm, at Cisco. Got you, got you. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. What happened to your hat? But I totally left my hat in Kansas City, so oh it's there now. Oh my god! Oh uh, my god! It's already off the rails. It. I know. Uh, so starting us off, Jake, I believe you have a segment for us. I do. I do. Let's I go. want to talk about the opening of Metroid Dread and how that game's really good. I actually played a bunch over Thanksgiving, but the opening is really, really not good. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. I know Caleb's played this. I don't know if anyone mm. else has. But um, so it, so it starts off right. You hit the start button, blah 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 blah, and it starts as all great games do with a little PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of what Samus has been up to. Mm. So you okay. you like click through these, and it's like, oh, so Samus is really cool, and she fought all these guys, and this one time she fought these like evil space blobs, and the thing with these space blobs is they can copy other things, mm-hmm. like they can look at it, possess it, and like make an evil clone of it. And one of them got away. So, like, the good guys sent these indestructible killer robots after. Oh, no. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know really <laughs> what they expected. Can the, can the space blobs not copy the indestructible robots? Is that, like, the idea? Well, it's... I don't know. It's confusing, right? Because in the very same slideshow, they specify that the blobs copied Samus and her power armor. Mm. Which says to me, they can copy robot stuff. I thought they could only copy organic matter. But it copies her armor! Yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> weird, that I don't know. That seems like a weird exception. Very confusing. And so, so anyways, so basically this blob is here, and the robots have gone AWOL. What, who could have seen that coming, right? So Samus has to go to this fucking planet to, like, beat up the space blob. So she gets there, and there's a cutscene of her, like, landing the ship and running across the planet and getting in an elevator... This would have been a really cool place for a tutorial, but they didn't do that. No, it's better if we see mm. a cutscene of her taking an elevator down. Makes and sense. so she gets down on this elevator, and, like, Darth Vader's there. Like, There's just this guy who looks okay. like Darth Vader, and he's okay. like... Oh, uh, okay. I thought you meant, like, the Darth literally. Vader for a second, it's, and I was like, dude, this it's, is weird. It might as well be. He's just <laughs> as out of place. Mm, so he's just, like, chilling there, and he just, like, beats the shit out of Samus. 
And then, like, she just wakes up, like, a hundred miles underground. It's like, oh, okay. I don't know what happened. That was weird. And then you just start playing the game. And you don't hear about Darth Vader again for, like, five Half hours. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking buck wild. And then you only hear about it from a guy who shows up to do one monologue. And then, you know, kind of pieces out. It is hilarious. This guy literally, you, like, go in a different elevator. You come out in this place. And this dude just shows up. And he's like... Hello, I'm here to give you exposition. And he tells you about Darth Vader's tragic backstory and then dies immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reason he's there is to give you exposition. Yeah. He's so fucking funny. And oh my god, okay, Darth Vader's name. It's like Ravenbeak. Or like it's like the Good. cringiest Ravenbeak name. Sounds right. I think it's Ravenbeak. Like it sounds wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's it. A good edgy name, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, I'm like, oh, is it, it's like Shadow Cipher. But no, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Ravenbeak. It's, I don't know, dude. It's so weird. And then, yeah, like Caleb said, they don't, despite the setup of obviously this blob has copied these robots, it didn't copy the robots. Mm -mm. Darth Vader, who does not speak English, presumably the language that Samus speaks. <laughs> it is the language Samus speaks because her AI talks to her in English. This guy who doesn't speak English hacks the robots. Like, he just hacks them. I don't know. He hacks all of them. There's like seven of them. He just gets them all. They're literally indestructible and kill you in one hit. But he hacked them. He, like, he knew the password. They probably left it as, like, guest, and he just guessed it. <laughs> and he just got them. I don't know. The intro's weird. Is the, the point I'm trying to make. general in that game's not good. It's pretty bad. It's bad. Which is... What's weird to me is, like, it didn't need a story. Like, honestly, cold open, Samus is just in these caves. And I'd be like, oh, Samus got herself in a pickle, I guess. Like, yep. I, don't, I don't need the setup of, like, oh, there was this magic blob, and we sent robots after it for some reason, and also there's this guy They gotta do there. something to, to show how she loses her powers. That way you can get them all again. Like I every guess. metric game. <laughs> But, like, didn't... I think in Prime, she just crashes. Mm, that sounds right. Like, yeah. that... I don't know. That feels pretty strong. I feel like we didn't need <laughs> True. a magic True. space blob who's barely important, ultimately. I don't know. It's just... It's really bad. The opening's bad. Definitely play it past the opening. Because it, it gets the way better. Once you actually start to push buttons, very fun. Mm -hmm. The cutscenes are real bad, though. <laughs> hmm. Well, that is uh, good to know. Uh, Jake, what uh, what games have you been playing recently? What games have I been playing? I get to start. I get to start. Other than some Metroid. <laughs> well, because, you know, you've been playing some Metroid, obviously. I have, That's why you've been obviously. thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, so, what so else actually, I meant to talk about this last week, because I actually haven't played it recently. I played it, like, a month ago. But The Forgotten City. Uh, Caleb played this a while back. It's another time loop game. But it's actually, I think it's really, really good. I really, really liked it. Um, it's yes. definitely going on my Game of the Year list. Yeah, I, I noticed that that was on your Game of the Year list. I also noticed most of your Game of the Year list is Time Loop games. <laughs> I think I only have one. What other I, one are you talking about? I only thought one. Death Loop was also up there. Death Loop is not on my list. Spoiler okay. alert, I didn't like Death Loop that much, ultimately. <laughs> but Forgotten City is really freaking good. Cause it, does all, it, it doesn't do all of the things I said Death Loop should do. Uh, but it does it does that thing where it doesn't say, hey, go here, kill that guy, then go over here, pick up that box, set it down over there. It's just like, hey, yeah. uh, figure out what's going on with this city and such. 
Oh, there's a crazy guy who comes in with a bow. You should take care of him. I don't know. Like, figure that out. Oh, hey, this girl's missing. Maybe see if you can track her down. I don't know. It's really Wait. vague about its objectives, which is yes. nice. It's actually it works really well for a time loop game because it means every time you go, you learn a little bit more and you're like, oh, dude, I'm like I'm piecing together a puzzle. It's not just being handed to me on a silver platter and it might mm -hmm. as well just be like a linear game. Like it actually feels like a good time loop game because you like learn stuff. Another thing that I think is really cool about it, because obviously the main issue with time loop games is if you've got to do A, B, C and D every time, that's going to get exhausting. So what they did was at the start of the time loop, there's this dude who's just standing there. And when you go talk to him, you can just be like, hey, I actually have a list of chores for you. Like, I know we've never spoken before, but can you go <laughs> tell that guy to, like, take this medicine so he doesn't die in, like, 10 minutes? Great. You got it. And he's, he's just like, he's such okay. a nice guy. He he's so cool. Um, oh, he just okay. listens to you despite I... never meeting you before. Yeah, yeah appreciate yeah. that. As somebody who doesn't like a lot of time loop games, I feel like part of the thing that I don't like most about it is the fact that you have to, like, go back and do specific things over again a lot. But if you can just tell somebody else to do that, all right. Like, I'm I'm more interested in this now. It's, it, it's I ended up liking it so, so much. Um, I think one of my favorite um, kind of experiences with it, because I played through it once, like, learning everything. But there, there's an achievement you can get that's doing getting the best ending in the fewest number of loops possible and that i found really interesting because it's like having all the pieces now because the first time it probably took me like 10 ish but you can get that down to three so now knowing kind of all the pieces of the puzzle how can i consolidate all of them into as few loops as possible and still go through and get everything done i just i had a lot of fun doing that so it's not like you can't do everything in one loop once you know how it works? You cannot, because th there are some things like... Um, so one, one thing that I do kind of feel is kind of annoying about this game. You keep all of your gear between loops. Yeah. Which, like, it works. So, like, for instance... Uh, okay, let me, let me back up real quick. The main conceit of this game is you're in this forgotten city, and whenever someone commits a <laughs> sin, uh, the whole city is destroyed. And you have to basically loop back to the next day. And one of the things you need to do, basically, you, you there are other ways to get it, but the easiest way to get it is you have to steal something. So to get that item, you need to loop at least once. Because you'd steal it and then oh. the loop ends. But since you keep your inventory, you get to keep that. But it does gotcha. lead to situations where if you know where, like, money is, <laughs> you can just go get a bunch of money on loop one and literally never have to worry about money ever again. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of undercuts that, but it, it's not it's not a huge deal. It doesn't like break the game, mm -hmm. but you know it, it kind of undercuts the whole looping mechanic. Um, did I did I answer your question, Alex? What did you ask me? Yeah, yeah, you answered. <laughs> okay. uh... Yeah, right. You can't do everything in one loop. Yeah, you need yeah, you do yeah. need at least three. You can you can finish the game in a single loop. Yes, but it won't there are, be in there any are multiple months. endings. Yeah. There are, uh, I think, okay. four endings, Good even right. though two of them are, are the almost same. identical. <laughs> yes. It's just like, talk to this person, talk to this person slightly differently. <laughs> um, But yeah, no, uh, I thought the voice acting was surprisingly good. It's, yeah. it's like an indie studio. I think this is the only thing they've ever made. Uh, But the voice acting I was surprised by. Animation's not 
amazing, but it works. It's kind of yeah. like on the level of Skyrim. Yeah, this was originally it's, a Skyrim mod. It was. Yeah. Uh, one last thing before I move on from this game that I found kind of refreshing because you don't see a lot of these games. Uh, there's really not any combat. Like there, technically there is. You do get a bow and you can shoot some zombies, but it is so token and you don't need to do it at all. The beat the game even with the best ending like literally when you get to the point where you can go get the bow the game's like hey listen there's some shitty combat coming up and if you don't want to do that like you don't have to like we put this in here but you can just skip it so like i just i really liked that the emphasis was not on the combat because the combat's not very good it's yeah. really on talking to people navigating dialogue trees having interesting conversations with the npcs and basically like figuring out how to break this time loop uh, i think it's, it's it's a really good time loop game it makes me want to go back and play uh outer wilds again mm. because it's very simple there's no real combat or anything the only the big difference is in outer wilds there's not a lot of dialogue it's mostly through exploration that you learn everything mm. but I, they feel the mysteries the way you unfold them feels similar gotcha yeah, I'll, I'll play that someday, for sure. Absolutely, <laughs> no doubt. It's so good. kind of funny how all these time loop games came out so close to each other. Yeah! yeah. yeah After it not really being a thing in games. Yeah, I don't know what it is about. What Did some recent event make people feel like they were maybe living the same day over and over and over again? <laughs> yeah, weird. Maybe there was some big cultural event I missed. I don't know. Um. Anyways, the, I, only, I played two other things, kind of. These have been kind of ongoing. Uh, but I wanted to talk about, I played, I finished the Spyro Reignited Trilogy, and I picked nice. back up the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Uh, Spyro is fine. I don't love those games. They're not really platformers. I think I've talked about this before. You basically just run around picking stuff up, and that's consistent across all three games. There's not really a lot of platforming. Uh, and so switching from that to Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot, you can say a lot of things about it, but it is about jumping. <laughs> you do a lot of jumping. And, like, sometimes it's kind of bullshitty. Like, sometimes it's like, wow, this is, like, impossible. But you're definitely always jumping on stuff, which I appreciate. Can you guys hear this? Yeah. This the, fucking uh, alarm siren. Dude, calm down. <laughs> How dare you rush off to save somebody's life? Yeah, <laughs> just let them go. I'm doing <laughs> something. It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so, on topic but off topic, yeah. uh, I, was, I was looking up. Ugly Christmas sweaters because I have to wear one for a virtual party soon. Um, for some reason, I saw a lot of Spyro ugly Christmas sweaters. For, really? I don't know why. Really? But like, what? Yeah. That's strange. Are people yeah, just reliving Spyro right yeah. now and being like, yeah, it's totally in? I almost bought one, but couldn't find a size. And also, I was like, do I really want this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not even like a Christmas, like, there are snowy levels. There's a Yeti in the third game. Ooh, a Yeti. There is a Yeti. He's the worst one to play as, though. He's really slow. Yeah, the third, ga the third game introduces, like, five... Five? Five Something might be the like right that. number. A lot of, like, bonus characters to play as. There's a kangaroo. There's a monkey with a gun. There's a penguin with a jetpack. There's a Yeti. A you can play a penguin with a jetpack. Sounds yeah, he awesome. wanted to fly, right? So he made himself a jetpack. Yeah, monkey it's not really awesome. It's okay. Good. Monkey with a gun, honestly, Monkey with a gun plays like Ratchet and Clank. It feels like they did that <laughs> and they were like, oh, dude, what if we just made this the whole game? Mm. And then they did. 
But yeah, um, the only other thing I wanted to say is that Crash Bandicoot Crash 2 has a slide move, and that is the best shit, because it means you can actually move a yeah. little bit faster than Crash's slow-ass walk, and I really appreciate <laughs> that. Like a slight jaunt. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's like, dude, we're being chased by a boulder. Like, I need you to fucking run, not just jog, and the slide gets you halfway there. Is the second game warped, or is that a third game? That's the third game, right? Warped third is the game. third game. Second is Cortex Strikes Back. Ah, uh, okay. Can't it, you... I, I, I seem to remember there being, like, a tech where you can, like, chain slides and jumps to go, like, really fast. I, I've seen that in Crash 4. I watched a speedrun of Crash 4 a while ago. Okay. And it was... It's part of what made me want to play the Insane Trilogy. Um, I bet there is for the original. I just don't... I don't know it. I basically just slide and then spin... Which at least lets okay. you because usually after you slide, Crash like stops and has to like yeah. remember his own name before he can run again. But if you spin, <laughs> you can keep moving forward a little bit, which is nice. That's good. It's like a new world where if you if yeah. you sheath or unsheath your weapon when you come out of a dodge roll, you don't have like the downtime frames of oh my god, it's ridiculous. Standing up after your roll, you get more advanced with the musket. Uh, and if you sheath before you roll and unsheath, it like reloads while it's on your back. It's great. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Speaking of New World, hey, Chad. Hi, <laughs> uh, what is up? What you been playing? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, I've been dabbing a little bit in New World. Just a little bit? Doesn't sound right. Nothing. Well, actually, uh, I mean, Thanksgiving was last week, and then this week I haven't really been doing much of New World. I'll launch it and like, the times I'm in there currently, I'm grinding out weapon XP because I just want everything maxed to where I can just hot swap whenever I want. Mm -hmm. Um, but honestly, the end game progression and end game loop and stuff like that is kind of eh. I'm I'm waiting for more content before I actually give give it another really big, you know, chunk of my time. Mm. Um, is that just nothing to do at sixty? I mean, so I was talking about this earlier today in a Discord, and like, there's honestly like one of three lanes that you can choose to go down when you hit 60. Uh, there's the OPR lane, which is basically you're just going to spam the uh, 20v20 PvP, which is 60 locked to 60, level 60s. Mm. Uh, I don't really enjoy, like, after the 10th time of playing a match, you're just kind of like, all right. That's cool, I guess. It's a fast way to get money. But what they did in OPR, which is Outpost Rush, by the way, um, is they made it to where there's three points to capture, but then you can also farm out NPCs to get uh, enough Azoth specific to the PvP area um, that you can then use to get what's called a Brute, which is one of the ogres that are like late game bosses. Uh, and then you can toss that on like a point at each fort there's there so there's six points on so there's three forts six points that you can put the uh npcs on and so it's it's actually like pvevp and i don't particularly care for that when like you have open world which is pvevp yeah and so it's like you kind i'm i'm thirsting for that like true like only pvp because uh, like once you have a brute you pretty much own that fort like there mm -hmm. you can't really do much against it um, and so it, it really kind of stumps the whole, like, I want to go in there to fight people, not, not fight bosses or, or like NPCs or 
So there's that lane. Then there's uh, elite farming, which is just going through each elite zone and uh, opening chests once every 24 hours because it's time gated to once every 24 hours. Um, and then, which is, I mean, you do that like five or six times and then you realize, all right, my watermarking isn't going up the way I want it to. Um, it's taking forever. They basically did this to artificially like, lo- like elongate the end game. Yeah. And so. They have uh, something to grind for, right? Right. So it's just like, I don't, I, I come from WoW where it's like, if I want a best in slot item, I'm going to grind that specific dungeon and hope that it drops for me. Mm-hmm. And I like I like that progression rather than let me just go spam these two to three different elite zones and eventually get gear scored enough. And then hopefully that once I get gear scored enough, I will have something drop for me with specific stats, the uh, weight of armor that I'm looking for, um, et cetera, et cetera. So not only am I looking for a high gear score, I'm also looking for a stat specific when once again you take wow you go to specific dungeons for your specific best in slots and they're already like statted for you and it's not random it's it's pretty much like that's the loot pool that you're going to pull from right um the third lane is crafting which is basically like you're going to sit there and gather and then you're <laughs> going to go back to town and you're going to have to deal with the obnoxious which in theory is cool uh storage sheds uh, where you put everything into a town for like your uh, stone cutting table and you're like cool this town has a tier 5 stone cutting table I'm going to throw all of my stone into this storage shed and then two days later an invasion happens to that town and you're now down to like a tier 4 storage shed and you're like oh crap I now need to move all of the stone across the continent to a different location with a tier 5 sto- uh, stone cutter so like crafting isn't for me either um, but yeah, you That's basically kind of are the route right yeah, so around. you basically go one of those three, um, and currently for a player like myself, which doesn't really particularly care for crafting, wants more dungeon content, uh, would prepare for raids if there were going to be some. Um, <laughs> yeah, really... it seems odd that there's not like either raid content or like full on uh, PvP. Like WoW has the battlegrounds, so there's yeah. nothing like that. Honestly, rumors are that they will get, be getting battleground soon. Um, I, in in defense of New World, it is new. <laughs> uh, if you look at like WoW and its vanilla stages, it didn't have raids, although it had twenty eight different dungeons. Yeah, um, I don't know when those dungeons came out. If there was like a progression of launch, or if it like as soon as vanilla came out, if all of the dungeons were there. Um, All of the dungeons were there with launch, with the idea that, um, what is it, BRD, uh, BRD, I think it is, I don't know, the black, the, the, the lava one where you kill, um, yeah, uh, because that was the first raid, and that happened three to six months after it launched. Yeah, so B BRD. Are you talking about like upper is is the first like quote unquote raid, or are you talking the actual like um what is it? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, why am I forgetting that name? Hmm. It's yeah. like the only raid that they had in classic for forever. It's fucking Black Rock something. Because that it was is, that, that and then it, and then they did because then they it, it was that was first, and then then they added in a couple months after that it was when they added um Blackwing Lair. 
and molten core. Um, Anixia. Yeah, molten core. Yeah. Because it was molten core, and that was only a couple months after launch. And then a couple months after yeah. that was when they did Anixia and Blackwing Lair. And then, then after a year of vanilla, is I believe when they then started doing. Um, there's Zolka Rub. Yeah, and I was then Dragon say, World Zul- Zulka Rub and everything because then uh, you had um, uh, whatever the other uh, uh, the Scarab one. Temple of whatever, however you pronounce that, yeah. um, Courage, whatever. Then and then finally, after 18, 18 months, was Nax. Yeah. So with New World, uh, the only thing I could say is like, once again, um, it's new. So it, it does have that time of like progression where they could release a raid sooner or later. Um, but on launch, it has uh, Amarine, it has uh, whatever the star one is, Depths. Um, like two other. I think I think in total they have like seven or eight dungeons. That's it. And then they have like these one-off world bosses, uh, that you still need a key to get into. But that's another thing. They the dungeons is a a lane that I didn't mention. Um, but you you can't really choose to dungeon farm because of two reasons. One, all of the items that you would go for in a dungeon, um, you need a watermark for. So why would you go to these dungeons if you don't have the high watermark of like 590 to start gearing out yourself with the 600 watermark um, con- uh, stuff that would drop in dungeons? Mm. Uh, you're wasting the key, the like one key that you get from a quest, and then you have to spend like forever farming materials to craft the key. Before that, you mm. have to get to like 200 crafting, which is the max crafting on a stone cutting table. Uh, and so it's just like, Kind of ridiculous. So you really they... have to do one of the other three branches just to even have a chance. Right. That and I, I've even seen people start selling uh, slots for the dungeons. They'll sell it for like 1 to 1.5k. You can come huh. and run a dungeon with us. And it's like, wow. sure, you're probably going to make that money back while running the dungeon. But at the same time, that's kind of ridiculous because MMOs have always been dungeon specific. Like, you go into an MMO, you go through the content of leveling up, you get to the dungeons, and then that's your, your gameplay loop for the rest of the time that you're in MMOs. You're going through dungeons, going through dungeons. Yeah, in World of Warcraft, there's so much other content you could do to, to go like achievement hunting, mount hunting, etc. But you're doing dungeons together with people. Like, that's why you play an MMO. And to have this, like, key that... It, it's not even like uh, Anixia's Lair, where you have to get attuned one time through a quest chain... And then bring that necklace with you every single time you go. It's and every you just time have like a, you go, you'd have to have the key. You yeah, have to every, make a new key. Every time you go, you have to make the, the new key and then enter. And it's, it, you use up that key when you enter. And, it's just, and then you could fail. You could, like, if you get a bad group, you could fail and that key's wasted. So oh. it's just really, in my opinion, a really poor design. And it's something to kind of, um, it's a problem that's going to have a solution. And they're going to look like gods for being like, oh, you don't need keys anymore. And it's, it's huh. like it's a it's one of those things where it's like they've created this problem to where they can have a solution to it mm. later on down the road. And I hate that type of development. Um, but yeah, so I I personally haven't been playing a lot of New World. Um, what have you played? Been playing, then? Uh, lots of other things like we've played a lot of Back for Blood. That's another thing that yeah, kept taking kind of, up my time instead of playing New World. We've been destroying that game. Yeah, we're on like what the last two pips of chapter oh, three nice. or act three. Mm-hmm. 
Or is Last it like the pip, final pip? The final like, pip of chapter chapter three is insane. Yeah. yeah. So we're trying to beat that whenever Aaron gets back and then we have more time. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving kind of interrupted us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we tried for I've, a couple hours. We got crushed. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, it's something else. It's awful. I can't hopefully, imagine what the last level is. Hopefully it's, um, get a lot more money and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't yes. know what they can do for that. Uh, I've been playing a bit of Warzone in sort of preparation for uh, the new season, the new map, and all the changes that they're going to have coming to that. Um, some of the interesting changes uh, are like loadouts aren't going to be a thing until the first free loadout drops. Uh, oh. You actually have to play like BR as a BR for a little bit. Um, they're nerfing Cali sticks because they were ridiculous. People would run around with Cali sticks and a riot shield and then just absolutely destroy you. Um, they're making it to where when you win a gulag, you come out of the gulag with a weapon that you won with instead of just a pistol, huh. which is which is kind of cool because once you hit the ground, you'll actually be able to defend yourself a little bit. Or in late zones, if for instance you get like an AK in the gulag, you'll be able to come back and actually have a fighting chance in the, the end zones. Um, so that's 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 pretty cool. And the new maps coming, anti cheat's gonna be in there, so I'll probably be checking that out. Are they gonna be like? Time getting the weapons in the gulag so that they get better as the game nears its end. That would be interesting. I I don't know. I feel like it's still gonna be it's it's acty blizz. It's it's probably still gonna be random and so bad. you can still get stuck with like a revolver. Yeah, you, you could get a revolver and then I mean <laughs> <laughs> it could be bad. Which I, I wonder. If... Go ahead. I, I kind of wish they went the opposite direction with loadouts and like gave you not your entire loadout maybe, but maybe like one kitted gun that you choose at the beginning of the game. Yeah. The way I see the whole loadout change is that the community is probably going to cry enough about it that they're just going to revert it. Um, because I, I don't know. I can't see people changing their play style that much, especially when I, like, but I, th- I think the optimal setup would be like, having your loadout at the beginning, but not having it be everything and having there be enough secondary and tertiary things that you'd want to find in the map that makes looting still like good. But you have like a base like setup to fight with. That's like decent. Yeah. Yeah. It just sounds like they should fix the gun balance so that any gun you pick up is at least decent. (laughs) I guess it's weird because honestly, like, Guns you pick up in that game, I, I've always said that the guns that you pick up in that game it, it, it are fine. It's it's honestly the most balanced BR that I've ever played when it comes to RNG. Like, I'll pick up any gun in that game and be like, okay, I can kill somebody with this. While if I play like Apex or Fortnite and I walk into a building and I walk out with a pistol, I know I'm dead. Like, <laughs> um, I... I wonder why like I would I would love to hear the dev response to like why they chose to do loadouts later. Um if it's like they wanted to see their weapon drops like floor loot used a little bit more because it, it, the gameplay loop was drop in, farm the houses, as soon as you get 10k you're getting a loadout. Like yeah. as fast as possible. Um and now it's going to be like drop in uh, f- find weapons get the money so that once that free loadout comes down, if it's across the map, we can still buy one. But it doesn't seem like it, it needed to change that way. Who knows? Uh, 
going away from video games uh, because mm. it was Thanksgiving, um, we played a lot of darts this weekend. Uh, so we, we have um, a dart board in my parents' basement. And mm. we played all sorts of games. 301, uh, cricket. Um, I stupidly launched a 90 darts game thinking like, what is this? And it was literally just throw 90 darts at a single target <laughs> and hope I hit it. And I was like, holy crap, that's a lot of darts. Did you play it all the way through? Yeah, I played it all the way through. I had like a 19% <laughs> hit rate on it. It wasn't great. Mm. Such good accuracy. Yeah. Damn. So, there's a lot of smack talking. My father, of course. Yeah, with, doesn't with sound any, right. With anything that's like kind of minigame ish like that, like uh, ping pong or pool or whatever, he'll, he'll smack talk. Darts is one of those things. And then I whipped out pop darts, which pop darts are, uh, I, th- I think there's a link there if you guys want to check out what, what, it, what it looks like uh, so that you guys know. And then, of course, there's going to be a link in uh, the description when we throw this on the website uh pop darts are they, there's like suction cups on both sides and it's like a it's a rubbery um it's just a dart it's a dart with with two suction cups on it and you basically put a, a little like zone thing somewhere to where that's like what you're aiming for it's a little orange kind of hexagon and then you stand back 10 feet and you throw it like they're horseshoes, kind of. So it ba- basically, the game plays kind of like horseshoes, where you're getting as close to the pin as possible, um, and you calculate the scores where the closest pin is going to be three points, and then every other one around it is one point, and then the, the pins will, like, or the darts will, like, cancel each other out. So mm. say there's, there's two colors. There's a green team and a blue team. Say there's a green really close to the pip, and then you have, like, two blues. And that's the only only couple that are out on the table. Uh, that'll be the three points will get canceled out by the two points, so you get one point. That's all, that's all you got for that round, um, and so on and so forth. So you keep throwing the darts, uh, and you get to move the little orange suction to wherever you want that to be uh, every other round. So you you could play it like on one table, and then move across the room to a different table um, counters. You can like put it on a window. Uh, and play on a window. Basically, any flat surface works. Yeah, it sounds like, so like bocce ball played on any flat surface. Oh, love like, me some bocce ball. Like horizontal surfaces, vertical surfaces. Like we had this art table that goes up at like a forty-five degree angle that I was putting it on sometimes. Nice. Oh, you need like a like a rotating um, dry erase board, and then every time you hit it, it spins <laughs> some. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. So when we whip these out. I thought I was going to be the best out of everybody because I was like, I've been practicing this and like every, like when I first, like my father, mother, even, uh, I think Alex at one point you and I played. Yeah. Did I have these like way back? Yeah. I did. Um, okay. yeah, yeah. Anyways, anyways, uh, I pretty much like beat everybody, but then Ashley steps up to the table and he literally went through nine people she beat like all of us almost twice and went through like nine people before finally i came back around and i i I put it she was tired at this point and i finally won against her but she was incredible at this game it was a rich this is the first time she's ever unless she's hustling us and she's touched this this game before no i think we decided that uh beer pong skills 
play mm. a large part in how good you are at this game. Mm. Yeah. So and she is by far like... the most experienced beer pong player of us. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was crazy. She freaking smacked us all. She, uh, our father actually beat her twice in a row, like without her ever beating him. So I don't know what's, what was going on that night. Dad's secretly a beer pong champion. Oh. They probably, I don't know, man. <laughs> Back in the college days, he was good. Pop <laughs> darts are real fun, though. If you guys ever want like a party game or something to pass the time with a group of people, um, it's real cheap. Uh, there's actually an expansion pack out now to where you can play four player. Uh, nice. Right now, at first it was just green and blue. Now there's yellow and purple, so that you can calculate in four ways instead of just the two ways. Mm. Uh, Alex, since you were playing some of those darts, what have you been playing recently? Flawless right. transitions. <laughs> um, I'm still picking away at Battlefield here, here and there. I think that game has good bones. I, I I feel like they'll eventually get it to a real good spot. It seems like it has good bones. It seems like a game Everybody that like it could be it, fun. Though. Yeah, I'm I'm afraid maybe the damage is already done, and like what, even what if they fix about? everything, like people will just be like, "Oh, that's that Battlefield game that was bad." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, thirty five percent on Steam. Hey, yeah. Look, man, nobody <laughs> liked Anthem when it launched, and look where they are. <laughs> uh, Alex, yeah, Anthem all I'm saying is, so good, right? is that if it gets good and you tell me that it's good now, I will look at it because I, someone who loves Fallout 76, understands the pain of a game that had a bad start but is now good. <laughs> uh, this does not make me an ally on your Fallout 76 <laughs> front. <laughs> Damn it! Okay, well then, <laughs> fuck Battlefield. Uh, I also played like 20 minutes of Forza Horizon 5 because I remembered I'm still paying for a freaking Game Pass subscription that I should have canceled. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to check it out. That game's pretty sick. Just The opening, at least. I mean, I haven't got to play much more of it yet. That's like um, the arcade Forza game, right? Yeah, yeah. You like start out and it, it has you hop between a bunch of different types of vehicles really quick to get like a feel for the different types of racing, which I think is cool. The locations are really awesome. You're in like, um, I think you're in Mexico in that game. Mm. And it's kind of like jungly and really pretty. And then it has you race a freaking cargo jet at like, in in like the first 15 minutes. Is, Is this like what fast seven? I'm going to go with seven that they take down the cargo plane. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it's a pretty cool uh, opening to a game. And then the game knew my name was Alex, which is a little creepy. It started calling me Alex. I don't know if that's the character. I don't think it is because in previous games you would select a name from like a huge list and they have like a bunch of pre recorded names that they use. Um, and I think somehow it did like a doki doki at me and and mm-hmm. pulled my name from somewhere. Uh, but yeah, that, that game's pretty sick. I also wanted to talk about Deathloop, which you reminded oh. me I finished finally. Yeah. Um, what you think? Man, that ending's real bad. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was excited to like learn all the information, you know, like figure out uh-huh. why he's seeing a bunch of writing on the walls and like where are all, all these other cults coming from and 
what Honestly, on the outside world and what's going on with with that stuff, you know? I think any information would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they give you like the who Juliana is twist. But that's that's, a, that's a, not that's even about at the it. end. That's yeah. like yeah, it's not even a while the before end. the end. Mm-hmm. The one thing they do at the very end is the pistols, which I I'm not sure if that confirms that this game takes place in the <laughs> Dishonored universe or if it's like mm. these these were pulled from an alternate universe that's not this universe somehow. Mm. I don't know. But Could it's be. the Dishonored pistol. Like the Dishonored dueling pistols are in the end of that game. Yeah. That that I mean that was kind of cool. But then they proceeded to tell me nothing about anything that's been happening to my character for the entire game. Yeah. And just roll credits like immediately. Seems like a Ooh. bad way to end it. Um, so then the other thing is, what was I? What was I gonna say? I was gonna say <laughs> something about. What were you gonna say? How good Deathloop is. You love it. It's oh, your favorite. The, the end sequence when you have the choice to kill Juli- Juliana or not. I did like I was watching a cutscene right, and then I didn't realize. They wanted me to like input some <laughs> or not input. Like I was making a choice, mm. so I, it just kind of automatically chose for me that I didn't kill her. Yeah, I was like trying to decide, and the game was like, "I got. I guess we're continuing." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay." Oh, I wasn't sure what would happen, so I shot on two. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you can shoot early. I guess I went and looked up the other endings after. As soon as you get the gun, you can just shoot her immediately. Yeah, that's that's what I did. Because <laughs> she's like, okay, we're going to shoot on three, right? One, two. And I was like, yep, nope, bye, done. I'm not risking it. I ain't doing this again. You're done, yeah, kid. I, I thought, if anything, it was going to pop up like a like a choice box where I was like, do, I, do you kill her or not? But no, it just like assumes you <laughs> realize that you have control at that point. Or like mm-hmm. the old school Call of Duty where you're like hovering the gun in slow motion and you're like about to shoot. Throw in the knife because yeah. you're already dead. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. It's a uh... something to cue it. <laughs> a little strange. Speaking of, uh, you know, such uh, wonderful pistol work and uh, mm-hmm. games that mm-hmm. have uh, fun cutscenes. Right. Uh, been playing some Halo Infinite, which I assume all of that mm-hmm. will be in the campaign. Uh... Wow! Wow! <laughs> Great. I'm trying with these segments here, okay? I'm trying with the segues. Uh, I've been playing some Halo Infinite. It's still fun. It feels like Halo. Uh, I Definitely after they've fixed the uh, the Battle Pass XP and everything, it seems like the progression on it is a lot more smooth. Uh, and it's a good time. I was remarking with some of my friends, however, that uh, a lot of the maps feel bland. And I know we mm-hmm. mentioned this last time, but... Like, we were talking about just all of the previous Halo games and how you can name maps or at least have, like, a like a, a, like a good vision of what they are in your head of just being, like, Lockout. And you're like, oh, yeah, Lockout's so fun. It's the snow, like, the, the crazy walkways. Like, y- you remember what those maps look like. And then I was like, does anyone remember the last five maps that we've been on? And everyone's like, nah, it's just, you know, th- there's one in a city. I feel like I part of that can be attributed to we've been playing the old Halo games for literal years. Yeah. And this one for maybe weeks. Yeah. 
So we really we're we're trying to trying to you know give it some give it its own justice and and not judge it too harshly. But I don't think that the maps are uh, as as at least uh, I I feel like they they're very well developed for the gameplay. I don't think they're well developed in the idea of like they're memorable. They look different. They're like it's you know there's there's something there that seems to be lacking in my opinion. Um, so I've been playing a bit of that. Uh, I wonder, I try- yeah. I wonder if you're remembering those maps and stuff nostalgia because of how often, and this is just taking a stab at how often you used to play Halo. Um, oh yeah, but you played mm-hmm. Halo a lot. Oh yeah, uh, I used to. I used to play a ton. I come from a background of playing mostly Gears of War, and so I, I didn't have a lot of like Halo time. Like I played Halo three here and there, um, but the only two maps, like like when you said remember maps, the only two that I remember don't even know the name. One was on a beach while you and you like walk up the hill and there's like the broken wall. Yeah, high um, ground. Not high ground. Yeah, um, yeah, high ground. That's high. I ground. think it is actually high yep, ground. Yep. Which yep. is, uh, and then the other one is uh, the one with the big wheel that you can like like put Zanzibar. yourself on. And, yeah, those and are the only two that I remember. Resort, depending on which game you're playing. Yeah. Right. So those are the only two I remember, and and I I wonder if that's that is because I didn't play too many hours of Halo in comparison to like. Gears of War and COD. Like, I was, I was mainly Gears of War COD. Yeah. I think the other thing is, like, there's probably, like, a handful of iconic maps that everybody remembers from Halo that played Halo, the Halo games. But then there's, like, dozens and dozens of Halo maps that have been out over the years. There's and I definitely doubt, ones you don't remember. Oh, yeah. I doubt most of them you remember. Like there, There's definitely, and, and I think that I agree with what you're saying. I, I want you to know that I'm not taking away from that. Uh, but there is also... <laughs> Uh, a point to be made there about how back in the day of map packs and things, uh, you know, a lot of the later map packs you don't remember because, as you were saying, you didn't have as much time with them. Uh, so, and also, if they didn't make a very large splash, you very much didn't notice them. You were too busy thinking about the other game, the other maps in there. God, I forgot uh, about map packs. <laughs> yeah, because there is there is definitely when I like went to play the Master Chief Collection years ago, there was definitely Halo Two maps and Halo Three maps that I just plain forgot about. That I was like, this was a thing, and then I looked at them and they were like, oh yeah, it was like the last map pack that you bought before like the the Halo Three, the, you know, the next one came out, and I was like, well, that explains it. I probably only bought it, played it like for two hours or something, and then the new one came out and I was playing that. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely a thing about the time. And so I'm hoping that the time spent on some of these maps, I will remember them better. Uh, but I don't know. Some of it just feels like maybe not. Um, I uh, Speaking of things that I've been kind of also meh about, I tried a new game called Wave Break. It's interesting. I bought it thinking it would be some sort of um, kind of, you know, wave race-esque game, arcade game. Uh, It's not. It's Tony Hawk Pro Skater with boats. (laughs) I was just about to say that. (laughs) And and I was like, okay, well, I I fuck with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. So I was like, maybe I'll like this. And I didn't. Because it felt a little bit wonky from the controls of like uh, Tony Hawk, and I also really hated the fact that there was no option to 
I, I, I don't remember the technical term, but basically when you would go up a ramp and then in Tony Hawk, you'd press a button so that way you don't just go back down. You could like go yeah. over instead. Uh, mm-hmm. There is no button for that. And it seems like a lot of the maps here, they want you to be able to do that because I was trying to like go up this thing and I could not get up top because it was like, unless you somehow grind your way to the top or something, there is no way to just like take a couple jumps to get to the top and then like do all of your tricks on the way down. Um, okay, but there's guns in this. Yeah, there's, there are yeah. guns in this, which confused <laughs> me because I was like, what? I, I was like trying to pull off some combos and then I was like, oh, maybe if I explode something, it'll like add into the combo. No, there's no points. I was getting no points for blowing anything up. So I was then very confused what the point of the gunplay was on the boat. It seems like there's PvP mode. I was going to say, is there PvP? I don't know. I wasn't (laughs) playing it for that. And so I was just kind of like, this is a game that I wasn't expecting it to be. I'm good. There's there's probably a wave break BR that you don't know about that's in that game. Yeah, they have a I, quote from, from Gaming Nexus that says, Wave Break is the sunshiny Dark Souls of skateboarding games. So, I'm sold. Oh, oh my no. gosh. No nope. oh, crap. <laughs> sunshiny and Dark Souls should never be used that together, ex- huh? that, that makes <laughs> me want to play it even less than I already have. <laughs> um, and uh, finally, because of the fact that there was a Steam sale, uh, I bought some adorable little animals on Planet Zoo, and I've been playing that some more. Uh, it's a it's a fun zoo tycoon. Make your make your tycoons of things and uh, play your games. It's nice. I love adorable, cute little animals. Uh, Caleb. Last but not least, well, I don't know, have I, a segue for you, so you're just like, it's all go. good. I always got to have a roguelike on the list. So of course, I've been. I went back and I started playing some uh, Skull the Hero Slayer again. I put that's a, a roguelike. Yeah, yeah, right. It's surprising. Oh, I thought it was just a linear game. <laughs> That's no. kind of disappointing, honestly, but okay. <laughs> Continue. Uh, it's actually a crazy hard roguelike. I played it for like 20 hours, and I have not beaten a run yet. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite difficult. The Dark um, Souls of roguelikes? No, mm. not what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it released out of early access at some point this year. But I finally went back to play it some. It is a lot of fun. Uh, you like trade out skulls that you find along the way and each skull has a different set of abilities and you can like level the skull up by destroying other skulls that you can find and using their bones to like upgrade it so you get more powerful abilities and you get some new ones occasionally it's it's pretty it's pretty good there's a good roguelite element to it for a while at some point where i am it feels really grindy in that it mm. takes a ton of the resource to upgrade stuff, and none of the upgrades feel good anymore. So it's not great into the later parts of upgrading stuff, but it's the gameplay's fun. I've had a blast of it with it. Hmm. All right. Good. Yeah. I also play this game called XO1. Chad told me about this one. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, it's on uh, Game Pass. So, Alex, if you want to play it on there while you still have a description. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know that Flash game, or maybe it was a mobile game, where you're, you're a little anything, a ball maybe, and you're going down hills and valleys, and you're, you like accelerate gravity when you go down the, down the valley, 
and then you let go and you like ramp stuff. It's a lot like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I no idea what you're talking about. Sure, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I yeah. There was like a I think it was a mobile game where you like played a mobile screen, game where you were a bird. Pulls you down really fast. Yeah, bird. There we go. Are you just talking about Flappy Bird now, Alex? No. 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 You were okay. a bird and you had to like hold the screen to go down real fast to hit the ramp at the right angle. Okay. Tiny wings? Tiny was... wings, yeah. Oh. Easy. So it's a lot like that. <laughs> only okay. a third person kind of over the shoulder perspective. I say over the shoulder. There's no shoulders. You're a ball. Mm. But um third person a... over the ball perspective. Yeah. The ball yes. perspective. Exactly. Gotcha. Thank That's you. It's my Jake. favorite mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 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 At least it's not under the ball. That's true. <laughs> so true. Yeah. But it's a lot like that, but it, it has a little bit of a story elements to it. I guess mm-hmm. it's hard to piece the story together because it comes in snippets in between levels. But basically, you're traveling around to these different planets, and you're doing sort of that kind of, uh, that kind of gameplay. It's really relaxing. You do get a glide a little ways into the game that adds a little more gameplay to it. It's kind of just a relaxing little puzzle game with that similar mechanic. Does it kind of remind you of Journey? A hmm. little bit. A little what's, bit. It's missing like... the big Journey moment, which yeah. is the multiplayer stuff. So, I mean, yeah. Wait, there's multiplayer in Journey? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Dude, what? I just bought what? that game. I was uh, gonna play it. We'll play it. It's a good game. Yeah. It's not traditional multiplayer. It's like no. I know. I I I know the spoil. No. Okay. Um, I knew that before playing it. I I didn't know it was a spoiler. I'd say it feels a little more like Flow. Mm-hmm. Remember the old like PlayStation game Flow, like the car insurance yeah. lady. What? <laughs> like the car insurance lady? <laughs> wow. No. Um. Yeah. But it, it's fun. It's relaxing. I, it's Flower. probably not worth what was it? 20, it's twenty bucks right now. It's probably not worth twenty bucks. When you say there's a story, what is the story? Is your is the ball sad? Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if somebody's in the ball or somebody's just controlling the ball. Mm. But you're playing kind of as them, and it's a story about some people that went missing in space, and you're trying to track them down. Okay. So you get like little snippets of uh, like news broadcasts and things like that. Radio transmissions. Ball is either a drone or some sort of spaceship that is searching for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It does have the the benefit of there's like an obvious goal on every level. It's not just make it as far as you can. There's like a place you need to get to to go on to the next mission. Can you die? No. Oh, sounds easy. Yeah, (laughs) it's not hard. (laughs) I'm not trying to say it's hard, but it's it's all right. Not twenty bucks. If if it was like ten bucks, maybe. What about sixteen ninety nine? No, no, it's wow. like ten bucks. Wow. Okay. Or if it's on All Game right. Pass, which it is. Man. Okay. <laughs> okay, I see you. Yeah. I picked up another puzzle game in the recent Steam sale called Mon Cage. Mon Cage? I don't know how to say it. M O N Cage. Okay. I'm guessing Mon Cage. Mon Cage. Right. Mon Cage. Sure. Yeah. Mon Cage. Age, ooh, love it, love it. Uh, basically, it's. Did you play Gorogoa a while back? Came out maybe a couple years ago. 
Gorago? What do you? What's that word? I think it was like a honorable mention on my game of the year list when it came out. I had like four picture panel thing, and then you did some stuff with that. Yeah, and you had to like line them up in the right way. Yeah. So it's it's kind of similar to that. There's a cube on a table. And each face of the cube that you can see, you can't see the bottom one. So all five faces you can see display a different scene. And you have to manipulate items in the, each individual scene and move the camera around in order to line up things from different scenes such that they match up and cause something to happen. So it'll be like a, a truck on a broken bridge. And you line it up with like a trap door that slides on the other side. So you slide the truck across the bridge. Things like that. It sounds like... Do you remember the game Spoolside? It was a humble yeah, original. Yeah. Yes. Is yeah. it kind of like that? I'd say it's kind of like that, except you don't have a character. You're just moving the scene around. Okay, itself. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. It has like a secret ending you can get if you find all the collectible photos. Okay. And it, it kind of tells a story through the various photos and through the scenes themselves. So it's kind of neat piecing together what happened in this person's life. But okay. Relaxing cool. puzzle game. It's fun. Nice. Not like game of the year quality, but enjoyable. I think it was pretty cheap on the Steam sale. It's 15 bucks right now. Okay. That's yeah. it's probably close. Maybe a little high. Maybe 10 bucks again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also picked up Bowser's Fury. This is Jake's fault. This is some of me on game of the year. My fault. My fault. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've been enjoying it. I, I don't think there's anything special about it for me so far. It's just kind of fun. Did you see Big Bowser? I did see Big Bowser. I did, did find Big Bowser. Big Mario. Oh yeah, I became Big Mario Cat. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All I know is just the name of the title and Big Bowser, and I'm just having flashbacks to Calamity Ganon. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It is essentially Calamity Bowser. Oh, okay. Mm. Nah, I mean that's that's pretty apt. It even does the thing where there's a blood moon and everything gets really scary. Yep. That's mm, when yep. you can become Big Mario. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. I I have trouble liking it too much because I'm comparing it to Odyssey, which is the other you know sure. Mario game that I played a bunch, and Odyssey just does so many cool things. I just I really like the seamless world. Where you can that just cool. bounce between moon, 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 or whatever you get. You just zip around between the island things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and each one's got like a fun little challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does. It does almost force you to jump back back and forth between islands because yeah. it doesn't like show you what to do with the next one or even make it available until you leave for a bit and come back. Yeah, I really liked that one. It's been I'm fun. glad you at least enjoy it. Yeah, I'll yeah. take I'll take solace in that. I do yeah, find the good. cat suit to be weird since you could just climb walls. That seems like yeah. it bypasses a bunch of the Yeah, I don't platforming. know if you played any of the, the sister game, Super Mario 3D World. I haven't yet. You just get the cat suit and then you it's like, oh okay, you know what? I didn't really feel like doing this level actually. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna skip it. I'm just gonna not do it. I'm just gonna glide. Sometimes to the, the cat end. suits feel like that in Bowser's Fury already. Yeah. No, it is easily the best suit. Yeah. One thing that is really nice after you there's, there's like a lighthouse on each level and lighting it is like the first task to get you your 
cat star, cat sun, whatever. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, at the beginning of every level, there's these blocks that become little helicopter blocks that you can put on your head. Oh, yeah. And let you fly up really high, which just makes going back through the levels a lot easier when you want to find something specific. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a nice touch. Uh, is that everything, Caleb? Yeah. I want to make sure we're not cutting you off from the Bowser's yeah. Fury. I am going to look yeah. that up uh, and, and try to play that because that was something that I did uh, notice on jake's list and i wanted to check it out before we have our game of the year podcast where we talk about it has all been of our fun. favorite games sure. of the years um let's hop into uh some news that's happened in the past couple of weeks one of which is i just want to do a follow-up story on uh <laughs> i was talking about uh, ed sheeran coming to uh pokemon go oh yeah <laughs> uh and i have to say that was one of the biggest disappointments i have ever seen because like we talked about it and i was like i don't know how it's gonna happen you know like maybe he'll like pop up or something and be on the map it was a pop-up to a link to Mm -hmm. a youtube video where he played the songs awesome that's perfect and and i was like so let me get this straight the company that's all like oh yeah augmented reality and you know oh yeah we want to blur the lines between games and life wait does he sing that song what <laughs> blurred uh, lines those yeah, blurred no. lines uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> boo but wow. yeah like i thought that was good it, he it was just like a, such a weird thing to just be like okay so it's not uh, uh, uh it's not in the game at all like they, they put his music as the background music while you caught pokemon in the evening and that was it there was no like it was just like an instrumental too it wasn't even like a um uh like him singing or anything which i was like this is fun this is like a fine thing for like when the event the quote-unquote event is not happening but the fact that you couldn't I, like you, you couldn't see him anywhere performing just seemed weird to me like i was like i expected at least like hey let us point the, our phones at our couches and just let him sit on our couch and like serenade us that would be cool like that'd be a very neat thing you know you're bringing the concert into your living room wow so interesting but instead it's just like here's the youtube link and you don't even need to play the game and drags you, can just, off. you can just <laughs> he search just yells, it on youtube i was in watch game it. of thrones yeah that was it yeah have we talked about he's been red notice for like a split second that's yeah, weird. we talked about it last time. <laughs> okay, did we? Yeah, I believe so. We did mention that he was in Red Notice. Um, so weird. That was that was just a weird thing, and I wanted to just be like, "Hey, this is bad design." I don't know why you'd spend all of the money to get him there to basically just be like, "Hey, here's his YouTube." Like, essentially, you could have just linked his YouTube page and been done. You didn't need to pay money for that. I don't know. Yeah, it seems weird. It seems very weird. Uh, what else is going on in the news world there, Chad? All right. I've been waiting to input this somewhere. Mm-hmm. But this was all the way back when we talked about Battlefield. Oh. Uh, I went through the reviews for a second, and one of them kind of tickled me. This one says, oh I hugged my mom after playing this game and apologized for the disappointment I am, because now I finally understand how she must have felt Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Oh. Good stuff. It's good stuff. So yeah, Sea of Thieves Season 5. Shifting gears again. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> so I just, uh, 
I followed him on Twitter, and you know, I used to play the Sea of Thieves, so I just, I just, you know, like to give a little tidbit of news every once in a while about Sea of Thieves coming in here. So they added uh, a couple things, one of which is groundbreaking. You can finally sit, sit in oh the captain seat. Oh, yeah. So you can do that. Wow. Uh, there are fireworks that you can shoot out of the cannon now. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, so it's a cool little celebration aim thing they can do. Higher up. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of when when I was watching the video and they were shooting it out, it kind of spirals up anyways. Okay. So mm. that works. So you you oh. can't shoot fireworks at other people. I don't really. I think you can't. I don't know if it does damage. Mm. I think it's just purely celebration, mm. which would be really frustrating if you have a troll on your ship that's filling your cannons <laughs> with fireworks. Yeah. But it would be fun to like drive like drive past another ship and just spray them with fireworks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially one that you're not trying to like instigate and you're just like, yeah, fireworks. And they're like, ah, fireworks <laughs> back. And then you just kind of go on your merry way. Yeah, yeah. Qu- quick one off. This has nothing to do with season five, but uh, <laughs> because of Halo Infinite, you can actually sign in to see if these right now and get a sail and a flag. And it's a, a glowy Spartan helmet kind of look to it. Is it, um, is it the one that they were giving out if you had the Game Pass and bought it or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the Game Pass and I didn't buy Halo and I logged in and it was just in my game because I sailed. Uh, yeah. I think it's on there. I think that's also on their Twitter. Them talking about it. Uh, one of the cool things that I wanted to touch on though, which could it's have not some sitting, uh, not sitting down. Not sitting down, no. <laughs> sitting down was just kind of like the, the pinnacle, and like oh, okay. we're going down from there now. Oh, gotcha. Um, this has some cool gameplay uh, element to it, though. Uh, you can actually bury your treasure. So you can go to different islands, bury your treasure. It creates a map in nice. your inventory to where you and your crew can go refine the treasure, or you can go back to an outpost and post that said map on a quest thing for the community to go and find your treasure. Ah. And if the community now you're, you're probably sitting there like, why would I do that? Like that? Why would I give other people my treasure? You actually share the renown and the gold from them wow. completing your map. That's neat. Oh. Yeah. So it's like a, a different way to play the game. You can actually be the person that like hides the treasure. Or if you're like being followed by a ship, like you can just jump off with a couple chests and like bury them. You have yeah, a map that, to go back to it. That's kind of what I initially thought it was going to be. But the idea that you can give it to the community and you just feel like, yeah, you know, here's my stash. Go find my, you know, mystery stash. And, uh, you know, you get money and I get money out of it. That seems also kind of fun. Like, that seems like a thing that I would understand doing. I'm and- just imagining right now the Reddit posts that I'm going to see where before it was like the entirety of the ship was just covered in in like the top tier chest um <laughs> now we're gonna see the entirety of the map just what like you could either have your x's red or white but it's just gonna be that color on the map because every inch is a chest yeah Somebody's just gonna spend the time to do that and then like give it to the community and then somebody's gonna pick up the map and be like what the heck <laughs> That I I mean I've always liked Sea of Thieves. It always had a very fun uh core gameplay loop and the fact that they're breaking it out more and really figuring out other things that you can do while doing said core gameplay loop, I think is 
10 out of 10, and uh, we should honestly get back into it more, in my personal yeah, opinion, because uh, it's it's just, it, it's always a blast to just run around in that game. Honestly, Sea of Thieves has always been one of those games where uh, I said if there was more content, it would be a lot more fun. I still think it's it's very heavily, like, you are creating your own adventure. Yeah. Um, And so it's like, you have to be into that. But it's definitely light years beyond when it initially released, where it was just ship forts and islands and that's yeah. it um now that it a... has all their stuff like the the meg the um kraken the there there's also these temples i actually logged in and, and, and looked at it for a second there's these like temples around uh that are between the islands and i i don't know what they are don't know what they're for uh but you can go explore them so hopefully there's some uh, some other kind of hidden things in the patch that you kind of have to see for yourself but uh, you know, going back to your comment on the you know make your choose your own adventure, isn't there like an entire storyline now with Jack Sparrow or whatever? Oh yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, that that was fun to play through. Yeah, I feel like um, storyline would do that game wonders. All tales nice. before the pirate one. Uh, there's only like one of them that is like real meaty and has like an adventure tone to it. Um. The rest of the tall tales are kind of one-off. You could, it's like fetch quests, and there's like lore, but there's not much like content to it. It's not. It's not like you're going to have a blast buying the game and then playing through the tall tales, and that's it. Like you need. I think the the, the Jack Sparrow is what tall tales should have been out the gate, because there's a lot of really cool things in the in the Jack Sparrow uh, tall tale. It feels like there should almost be like a Indiana Jones feel to the adventures, yeah. the traps everywhere, and figuring out puzzles. Yeah, yeah, and there was definitely I don't know what the thing was that we ended up doing Chad months ago, but there was definitely something where there was like a hidden room in an island that you had to like open up, and then if you didn't do a specific thing, you trigger a trap inside of the the gold room and then you'd have to like start throwing everything out before it it flooded with water and you died yeah Yeah, those are those are just the vaults that they added with one of the patches um and yeah i think you have to find like three coins to get the the big chest but then the rest of the chests in the room you still have to like throw them out before the door closes Mm -hmm. um yeah the the jack sparrow tall tale though is like honestly if you did have the game pass and you wanted to play through something that was kind of fun and see a thieves that was like story driven and uh, you didn't want to just create your own adventure. Jack Sparrow's storyline is honestly pretty fun to play through. Not worth buying the game for that though. It is not worth. It's still sixty dollars, <laughs> right? It's oh not. My is it? There's no I don't way know. it's still sixty dollars. That's crazy if it is. Uh no, I'm lying. It, yeah, right. I was gonna say it, it's it's cheaper it's, than sixty on Steam at least. It's forty bucks and it's on sale right now for twenty three ninety nine. Which honestly, twenty three ninety nine not a bad price to buy it outright. Yeah, I'd I'd say that game's worth it for twenty three bucks. <laughs> Especially since we have a large group of friends that play that game or would be interested in playing that game and could easily just start running around and you'd have a f- crew. To take out the uh, the galleons. How big of a crew can you have in that game? I think it's four. 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 The galleon yeah. is four people. If you're clever enough and you uh, 
steal somebody else's boat by getting invited to their crew and then you troll them until they log off. You could have two ships in one uh one one uh, map. Wow. Not speaking from experience or anything. Of course yeah, not. No. <laughs> wow. Never known you to be a troll there, Chad. Oh, uh, awesome. Real quick before we go to board games. Yeah. Chad reminded me of something when you talked about the Halo reward thing. I played I picked up Guardians of the Galaxy. I played a little bit of it. I didn't I haven't played enough to talk about it yet. Okay. But I got an email from Squeenix with like uh, some rewards for getting it and playing it. One of the rewards is a month of Disney Plus. Wow. Uh, what is that? That's so okay. weird. It's okay. just so strange. That's 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 it seems very weird considering how successful Disney Plus has been doing. But I, I mean I guess they're just like, fuck it, if we put Disney Plus everywhere, eventually somebody that doesn't have it will have it for a month and then buy it. I mean I guess well, like it's a Marvel game, so it's related, but it's just so it seems so weird. I mean it's the reason they do all those free trials. You put it in, you put in your credit card, and, then and you, you go, it. Oh, I'll remember to cancel this in <laughs> yeah. a month for sure. Yes, that is and then exactly six months later you go, Oh, have I been paying for that? Oh no. How's Game Pass uh, going, yep. Alex? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know what's funny? I I was looking at PC parts the other. I forget if it was a CPU or a GPU, but one of the bonuses for buying one of those was a month of Game Pass. And I was like, <laughs> You get a three months for a dollar if you sign up. Yeah. Why are they giving a month away for buying like <laughs> several hundred dollars worth of a product? Yeah. Usually, usually they give away like a sixty dollar video game with those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was crazy to me. Yeah. Where's Where's my Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven for this twenty seventy that I bought from <laughs> from Aaron? From Aaron, bunch of yeah. Right? You should, should buy you should, a copy of the game. When you should. And, then, and then I can just never do anything with said copy because I don't want to open up 2077 again. <laughs> um, to more games, which I'm extremely excited about because I have been playing a lot of uh, Gloomhaven Jaws of the Lions with my girlfriend. And uh, literally at the start of this podcast, uh, Chad mentioned the fact that he was uh, uh, playing with... Uh, Alex there and they send a picture of like Alex reading the real rule book and you can't see what the rule book is but I looked at what he was holding and what was on the table and I was just like oh they're playing Jaws of Line aren't they <laughs> okay yeah okay. it didn't look like enough pieces to be the actual Gloomhaven oh god no there's there's <laughs> not a lot of pieces now uh Alex you will be the uh person here that would know the most of the differences between uh Jaws of Lion and actual Gloomhaven. So I'll let you start us out here. Sure. Yeah. Uh the by far the biggest difference is the campaign is contained in a storybook. So when you open up to a scenario, you don't have to spend a lot of time setting up the map and where all the traps are and where all the obstacles are and all that kind of stuff. Like everything that would be on the map itself is just in the book. And then you just put out uh, monsters on the board where, where it shows on the map. You play like Um, on the literal page of the book, right? Yeah. 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 Which I love that stuff. That's so good. Oh yeah. No, I thought that was fucking brilliant because uh, Alice and I were trying to figure out like where, if we would have enough table space and where we were going to play and everything. And then we realized just like, Oh, it's just the size of this book. Just put it down, open the page. We're good. Let's go. Playbooks are such a good idea yeah. for board games. The uh, box it comes in is a thousand percent more organized than original Gloomhaven. Because it's organized at all? Yeah, there's like <laughs> spots for things in that box. 
and they mm-hmm. give you like a little organization, like a plastic organization tray for all the little bits. And they ship it with a, a bunch of plastic baggies and tell you how to organize all the things in the plastic baggies. I, I appreciated that it. the first couple of pages of like the how to play book is how to organize your box. Yeah, it's <laughs> They're very like, good. This is how to organize your box so you're not crazy and you can play this game quickly. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is awesome. 10 out of 10. It's, it's nice original, because, yeah, original, original Gloomhaven is it's a box three times the size for one. For two, it is just a soup of cardboard soup once yes. you once you open that box up there's, not, there's nowhere out. to put anything you just throw mm-hmm. it all in the box you throw it, it and it's still funny because they can't figure out how to design a box for these games because you buy jaws of the lion and it, the stuff inside of it does not fit inside the box like the the mm. box you buy <laughs> at the store the the there's like a gap at the bottom where the cover does mm-hmm. not come all the way down mm-hmm. I, I noticed that as well, and my girlfriend was trying to, like, force the top of the box down and was no. trying to figure out, and I was like, no, it's it's designed when to you be it is designed store, like that. there's a gap? When you buy it at the store, it is shrink-wrapped, and you can see there's a gap oh, where the gosh. top of the box does not come all the way down. And that is on purpose, because there's too many books and too many I'm, things in it. I'm sure it's like a, this is the standard box size yeah. that we chose to use. And yeah. it is the closest fit that we could get without getting like a custom box size, which would cost For a lot sure. more. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, did you get through all of the tutorial or were you still in that? Um, so we only did scenario one. Okay. So, you, so you're still very much in the tutorial. Yeah. So uh, I think like the first five scenarios are mm-hmm. tutorialized in yep. that learn to play book. They, they in fact are, and I was going to say, I really appreciate the fact that they do that. They give you, like, one or two new rules at a time, so you can slowly start understanding all of the things that are on the card, and all yeah. of the things that are, uh, like, that's your deck building, and all of the ways that you're playing the game. And so, so I really, really liked that for, like, teaching people how to play this game. It is really good at onboarding. Original Gloomhaven, they're like, all right, read this whole instruction book and then play scenario one, I guess. This game, they're like, don't worry about anything. Just pick characters and you're going to put them on the board and this is how you move and attack. And like, they they like, don't touch the the character sheets. Don't worry about the campaign setup stuff. Don't worry about items. Don't worry about gold. Don't worry about experience. Like, yeah. they don't tell they, you about any of that stuff when you start. And, and, like, they slowly introduce it. Like, I think it was around two or three that they're like, oh, yeah, every time that you kill an enemy, there's gold. You should pick up, you know, make sure that you pick up the gold. Um, which I was like, oh, that's neat. Also, Allison and I kind of didn't read that part. Uh, so we got <laughs> to, like, the sixth or seventh scenario. And then we're like, wait a second. Why are we so poor? Why is this so hard? And then we realized we should have had, like, 30 more gold a piece yeah. and i was like oh we should be like decked out in some gear right now it's a classic let owen read the instructions I, <laughs> I didn't read the instructions at all for this game because <clears throat> i was like you know what i'm gonna fuck this up allison's gonna read the instructions <laughs> yeah, it's it's very hand-holding in the beginning like the first scenario it gives you one enemy type, and it tells you straight out in the special instructions that they're always going to go at initiative 50, and they're always going to move one and attack for two. So, mm-hmm. like, you can just plan around that in the very beginning when you're trying to figure out how to use your cards. Also, your first initial set of cards has no loss uh, abilities on them. Oh! Uh, f- f- 
fun fun that you bring this up because this is a thing that I want to talk to you because I saw that you were playing Void Warden. Oh yeah. And so as we were playing through the game, we started getting to some of the Void Warden cards that were like do X and then there's also Y and Z on there which was like take damage yourself or like you have to poison one of your own enemy uh, your own allies but mm. you get to do like all of this extra damage or whatever. But here's the thing. In the rules, it states that you can skip any part of your card that you'd like. And so I was like, there's no way that you could just <laughs> skip all of the bad things. I'm sure it says, like, any positive effect or something like that. No, nope, like, it, it just says any effect. And so I looked at it, and I looked up online, and there are th just so many threads of people being like, well, the spirit of the game is that you would still have to take the negative effects. Yeah. But the rules specifically state you could skip the negative effects if you'd like to. I so I was like, regular Gloomhaven, they specify, so that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Don't they, so I, I yeah. wanted to ask you about that because I was like, there is 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 the is this just like a stupid thing that they just like missed in their cop, you know, in in their looking at the the copy of the the rules, and they're just like, uh, yeah, this looks fine. Um, but yeah, like there was nothing in there, and I was like, well, if the rules say that you can skip any effect. You can skip any effect, so we've just been skipping all the negative shit for Void Warden, which makes <laughs> them real good. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it was, yeah it in, was... in base in regular Gloomhaven, it, it specifies that you can't skip negative effects of cards. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, like I, I would say, as somebody who hasn't played the actual Gloomhaven, uh, I'm having a fucking blast with this game. I'm loving playing the characters. I'm loving the uh the the deck of cards and like you know playing two of them at a time and figuring out which of the the two abilities that i'm gonna use and like how i'm gonna move uh i'm i've been playing with uh the demolition and hatchet which has been a fucking blast because they just hit real hard uh but yep. uh, they i've also managed to after the third scenario i've managed to get one of my people killed every scenario consistently great. that sounds about right <laughs> yeah i am not great at this game but uh i i mean i i've been having a fun time with it uh, alex are you enjoying your time uh chad you yeah. also were playing are you enjoying it it's be dope i i think it's cool if so i played a lot of regular gloomhaven we played like you know that entire thing it's 100 plus hours or whatever we got through yeah i was gonna um, say you you've like because you also like went back through it with like characters that have like beat the game or whatever right we we uh retired a bunch of characters each like several two or three characters each throughout the regular campaign but the the thing is is like if you know the gloomhaven rules back to front and like don't have to constantly reference that something it's a surprisingly easy to teach game. Like being able to sit at the table and be like, all right, all you guys really got to focus on is you got to pick two cards. You're going to use a top and a bottom. And then you don't have to really worry about like how monsters move and all that stuff. Cause I know how that stuff works. Like, and if you have a question, you can ask me, but like running all of the, the minutia of the rest of the game that can really bog stuff down uh, becomes really quick. I think, especially when you're using the app Are you using the app, uh, Gloomhaven what? helper. No, 
I'm not oh, using man. Gloomhaven Helper. Gotta use the app. The is, app is, is so good. Is is there a Gloomhaven Helper for uh, Jaws of yeah. the Lion? Okay. Yeah, they they integrated Jaws of the Lion. Basically, it just manages everybody's health pools and status effects and elements, like all very simply in the app interface. Very without nice. you having to like handle all the tiny little pieces and track all that manually. Oh, okay. Because we've Super been good. just doing it uh, manually, which we've been uh, pretty okay with. I was also really impressed that there is a little uh, insert, at least in my box, uh, for an app that gave you the um, the lore and things. Oh, yeah, Foreteller. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that for the the couple of free chapters that they gave you. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, like this has put me in a mood to play this, and like they they set it up so well, and it sounds like it's so well voice acted that I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, yeah, like you know, we're about to fight, and we're getting, and I was like, this just feels like a real good like D and D campaign, and I was very invested. Yeah, like for. For Jaws of the Lion, I don't know if Foreteller is worth it because it was like ten bucks. Yeah, it's and ten I- bucks for like basically everything you'd have to read aloud is is like professionally voice acted with sound effects and stuff. Yeah, which I was like, you know, ten bucks, only twenty some scenarios. I was kind of like, M, maybe I don't know. But then like I saw like it was only fifteen for like full Gloomhaven, and I know how many hours yeah. that you spent in that. And I was like, if I ever buy actual Gloomhaven, I'm buying that app so I could because yeah. I feel like that is worth it. Ten dollars versus fifteen for the amount of content seems a little weird, but I, I guess also they, you know, if they go too much lower, it's probably not worth it for them. Yeah. I and, I, and I also think that, um, you know, Gloomhaven itself has been out for a couple of years. Jaws of the Lion, and correct me if I'm wrong, is fairly new. Yeah, it came out last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm having a good time playing it. I'm glad that you're having a good time playing it. I'm eager to see, uh, you know, as as the paths outside of the... Um, uh the intro area diverge and start giving you options i'm eager to see where you go and uh how your oh uh your gameplay goes one of the interesting change that i thought was kind of cool for onboarding the initial cards they give you are like tutorial ability cards like they have blue text boxes underneath all of the abilities that explain what they do mm-hmm. so like for a regular like range three attack two it has like the default text that would tell you range three attack two on top. And then underneath it, it explains this is attack that will do three damage. And you can hit up to three hexes away. If you are adjacent to the enemy that you're fighting, you're going to take disadvantage. And it's like that, that stuff for like reminding you that I think is pretty cool. And then, um, so those like are your cards that are labeled a, they're not mm-hmm. even like li- labeled a, a number level yet. And I know for the second scenario, we've already switched out two of the A cards for B cards that add, um, they're like the same ability cards, but they add losses to a couple of the abilities. Uh Because your first scenario, you don't have to worry about losing cards at all, except for resting. Pretty cool. Yeah, just just wait till you get to the higher levels, and I assume this is how actual Gloomhaven is, where you have like level three cards, level two cards, and you get to like yeah. pick one of them or uh, and kind of then start like building a deck out of yeah, it. Yeah, you like level up and yeah. you select which of the cards from the level up you're going to take and add yeah. to your deck. Uh, so I really been... cool. Yeah, and and I like it's it's also I really liked how they were like okay, but you're capped at ten cards. 
So no matter how many cards you unlock for your character, then you can start looking at the scenarios and being like, uh, like I had a scenario that was like, okay, there's a big boss guy that you got to fight. Like there's just one big dude. And so then I like got rid of all of the cards that were like multi-target. And then I started just stacking that, like the 10 cards that I brought into that scenario, which just like, okay, one target hit him real hard. And I was like, all right, this, this is, this is neat because then you can customize the deck to whatever the scenario is. Right. Um, what? In case you're interested in playing actual Gloomhaven, the original Gloomhaven, but you don't want to meet together in person or buy the board game, the the, the video game does have uh, pretty good reviews. I haven't played it myself because I've played through Gloomhaven already. But the full campaign is implemented oh, with dang. multiplayer. So. How, how, how cool. much is said, said yeah, video game? Um, is it $100? <laughs> it is $28. Mm, okay. But presumably everybody who's playing it is going to have to buy it. So Yeah. It gets pretty close if you have four people, I guess. It'd be yeah. the same cost as the board game. Uh, let's move on from uh, board games here into the land of movies and uh, film and Netflix and things. Uh, has anyone been watching uh, the live-action Cowboy Bebop over on Netflix? No. No. I've only watched a few episodes of the anime, so I haven't started the live action. Okay, I've been watching the live action, and I have to say, uh, it's weird as hell, but <laughs> I really like it. Like, I, I, I don't think I could recommend this to other people as, like, good, but I think <laughs> that as people that watch anime, we would like it. And I very much enjoyed it, because there's a lot of, like, uh, camera cuts and pans and things that I'm just like, this is very anime-esque. Like, you wouldn't do this in an actual film or TV show. But the only reason they're doing this is because, like, these are edits and things that they do in the actual, like, anime of Cowboy Bebop. And I was like, oh, this is neat. Like, I feel like I'm watching an anime when I'm watching them do stuff. And, like, it's... It's it's weird that they are able to give the live action that feel, um, and sometimes it's kind of uncanny and unsettling, and other times it's just really fucking cool. Um, but I've been having a blast watching it. Uh, I've only watched also some of the first couple of episodes, uh, so I'm not like a, a master of, or any like know any of the lore or anything like that of it. Uh, but it's a good time. Like Every- it. it it's a it's a it's a decent you know space romp and it's it's scratching that itch that you know of um oh god what is the name uh, of a uh, firefly slash serenity of like you know mercenaries no. in space and i was yeah. like yeah this is cool i'm about it Every, everything <laughs> i've heard is if you're a fan of the anime you're gonna hate this show <laughs> well then maybe so, i'm just not enough of a fan of the anime maybe i don't know what I'm curious has, has pretty bad reviews. What's the point of it? Like, if the thing that's good about it is it feels like watching an anime. They actually already made an anime of Cowboy <laughs> Bebop. It's called Cowboy Bebop, and everyone loves it. Yeah, but this is so live like, action. Oh, you're right. It's not live action. Shit. You're right. It's trash. Throw it away. <laughs> I take it all back. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I I probably would recommend the anime over the the live action, but it's it's at least it's there and it's entertaining i i'm not gonna say that it's it's uh you know like a, a terrible waste of time for people that at least watch anime or know anything about it but 
yeah, I, I definitely think that, like, I'm, I'm never going to recommend this to someone like my girlfriend. There's, there's zero part of it that I was like, she'd be so confused by a lot of the visuals that it's like, why did they do that? That seems weird. And I was like, because that's what you do in anime. Like when, <laughs> when people are about to fight, you do that, like, like that pose first and, and oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like the zoom out while they like get into a fight stance. Like that's just like an anime thing to do. Uh, John Cho seems like a weird casting choice I, Spike. I, as as like i i don't know i kind of like him as spike like i think that he could be a little bit more uh like lovable because like spike is a little bit like of a like a lovable renegade person uh and he just kind of i feel like focuses a lot more on the assholeness of spike which he is um and gets that down pretty well but I still wasn't like I. I'm not upset with any of the casting. I definitely feel like when I see them, I'm like, yeah, that's just Faye. That's just you know Spike. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I I I'm not too upset with it. But then again, I'm not you know the the one that's sitting there being like, I'm the biggest fan, and I know all the Cowboy Bebop things, and they've ruined yeah. my favorite franchise. So I mean, for those people, I'm sorry that you're upset. Um. Also on Netflix is um, some um, Arcane, which yeah, I believe which we, we talked about. We last talked about week. last time. Yeah, I it's, think it's all time, out I feel like now. the time before that yeah. as well. Yeah, we've been talking. We talked about, about it a while. lot. Have we? I think was so. it all out last time that we talked. Maybe not. I don't it think might so. not have all been out last time we talked about it. Yeah. Well, I guess we. Could, I mean, I can just confirm if it wasn't, then it holds up to the end. So. Oh yeah, it's, it's really, really excellent. Good. Mm-hmm. The ending, uh, it like cuts off really suddenly, but it's actually yeah. a pretty good end, like a solid ending for it. And we already know there's going to be a season two. There's yeah. some sick goosebump moments in that show. Yeah, like the the slime from Goosebumps. You mean? Does it make an <laughs> <Yeah>. appearance? <laughs> nice. Yeah, that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, wrong. Haley Haley Steinfeld is voice acting one of the characters in this. No, you're thinking of Seinfeld. No. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea who that even is. Uh, she, she's she's uh, she, not not actually Hawkeye. Hawkeye. She's oh right. man! Oh, yeah. What does that mean? She's girl Hawkeye from the yeah. Hawkeye thing. Oh. Yeah. She yeah. does in fact voice the open quotes main character. Mm. Yeah, Vi. Yes. I don't know um, if she's the main character or not, but she's she's damn close. Yeah, mainish, you know. Yeah, there's a few certain, main characters. She's certainly one, one of, of the top three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the game's game that show is super good. <laughs> yeah, the game's not super if, good, maybe. But the as show... somebody that knows nothing about League of Legends, I can confirm that you don't have to know anything about League of Legends to enjoy that show. It might honestly be better if you're not trying to figure out who the champions are and you're just enjoying the That's show true. without yeah. thinking about it. I could see that. I but will, like, they... you don't have to know who the characters are to care about them. Like they make you care about them through the story that they tell. Yeah, the characters so. are like really good, really human yeah. characters. I, I've not finished it. There's one part that stuck out to me as being like, this line was weird if you haven't seen the show. Uh, someone's in like a troubled position another character shows up to help them and is being very evil and he goes oh I don't even know your name and he goes evil guy name 
And it's like, uh, <laughs> and it's just like a normal guy's name, kind of. I'm not going to spoil who it is, I guess. <laughs> but like, I'm like, if I don't know, if I don't, like, I was like, oh my God, it's that guy. But if I didn't know Steve, <laughs> let's say, I feel like that moment's just like, oh, it's his name's Steve. Okay, cool. I actually don't think I know what you're talking about. I'm racking uh, my brain, but I cannot okay. remember. Thanos, I'm gonna, uh, obviously. I'm just going to spoil it. So cover just, your ears if you don't want to hear. <laughs> it's Victor. When we learn who Victor is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. She's oh. like, I don't even know who you are. And he's like, my name's Victor. And I was like, yeah. oh, of course that's who that is. Right. But if I didn't know, if that name didn't mean anything to me, I'd be like, who gives a shit? That's such a boring name. I don't yeah. know. I do remember that. Now. They do that like two or three times where they focus a lot on the person saying what their name is. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay. So they're they're trying trying to let you know that this is a champion right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, that yeah, because they, they do the same thing with Jinx. I think Alex talked about this before, but yeah. they're like, oh, you're such a Jinx. And it's like, uh huh. <laughs> they look at they oh, stare at the camera. It. They wink. Yeah, <laughs> they wink. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The visuals are actually like some of the best I've seen it for. You know, like an animated television show also. So good. I it's... swear, like, every other shot is, like, work of art. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really Back on the point of the character names, it's kind of funny about the Jinx one, because if you didn't realize she was Jinx, honestly, like, how? Like, her <laughs> hair is blue. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's the one with the blue hair. Yeah. I yeah. mean, two of the main characters have pink and blue hair. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, they're, they've got the main character hair. Mm-hmm. They get yeah, to have yeah. weird names. Well, her name wasn't Jinx in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh, maybe she's just normal. There's a there's a cool poster, like the original poster for the show. It's like Vi holding powder. And you can see the word Jinx written out in Powder's hair if you look really closely. It's really cool. Mm. Hmm. Uh, Alex, what else have you been watching there? Yeah. we So the whole fam got together and watched the new Venom movie. I was like <laughs> I was very disappointed with that movie. Wait, were you expecting it to be good? Yeah, that's the I real news here. I was yeah, promised I Tom Hardy tentacle porn. Is it in fact Tom Hardy tentacle porn? <laughs> no, not really. I mean I, I was I lied to. I feel betrayed. <laughs> There's a little bit of tentacles in there, I guess, but it's not not a crazy amount. I mean it it's like so hard trying to be like super funny like a, like almost purely a comedy movie except for like none of the jokes are good that and is kind of a problem yeah like it is just so pushing so hard over the top to be funny every two seconds with the banter between venom and uh eddie brock hmm. it's just it's and it well, the, 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 the movie into. is like it's like weirdly short and it doesn't they don't get to like explain a lot of what's going on and then it's just kind of over and they don't use the villain well and the action isn't particularly good it's not shot well the transitions are bad i think the lighting is bad. <laughs> like pretty much everything wow. i watched in that movie i was like disappointed by what they did wow <laughs> Alex you... is upset by this <laughs> were you a fan of the first movie more than this i mean it was okay. still not very good but i expected at least that sure. level Okay, I, I'm just I'm surprised that it's a disappointment and not just like oh yeah, I expected that to be bad. yeah right like like, Venom, like I know I the didn't first have Venom, expectations. 
the first Venom is not like a particularly good movie, but I thought it was passable and it was kind of fun. Mm. But this, this is, is this, I did not like this movie. <laughs> wow. Actually, what were you going to say, Chad? The trap that they fell uh, into? The trap they fell into was the first one, like, like you were saying, was passable, but the jokes were kind of it was kind of funny like they, they didn't have that comedy behind it and and like it wasn't it didn't feel forced but mm-hmm. this one it was just like oh we were semi-successful with our venom movie and it was because of the comedy let's just literally add, like every word that comes out of this guy's mouth or venom's mouth needs to be like part of a punchline like it just need it needs to be a joke somewhere in there yeah and so the, I, I think that's what they ultimately failed at and the characterization of Venom, it, it, like the symbiote itself, is like edgy, murderous child, mm-hmm. which which I just hate. I don't. <laughs> it's real bad. You don't you don't like uh, having a little murder child. He's it's just so immature. Now, as somebody who's watched this and as someone who doesn't really uh, pay attention to much of what Sony is doing, how much of this is going to fuck up Spider-Man for me later? Funny you mention that, because there's an after credit scene that basically... Oh, I know about the after credit scene, which is okay. why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, like, that was actually the the one cool moment of the entire movie was after the whole movie was done and they did the after credit <laughs> scene. Um, they They basically do a thing where all of a sudden... Eddie Brock and Venom are warped into, I guess, a universe in which uh, the Spider-Man movies are taking place because, like, the TV switches over to that broadcast of uh, Spider-Man being unmasked that you see at the end of the last Spider-Man movie. Doesn't, like, Venom, like, say he looks delicious and then, like, licks a picture (laughs) of Tom Holland, basically? Dude, I don't know. Like... (laughs) Weird. It's just like that. It just seems a little uh much. But I mean, that was absolutely surprising to me because I'm like, wait, is Sony letting more of the properties that they have the licenses for into the MCU? Like, is this gonna merge at some point, or is this? Honestly, I'm I'm surprised that like you know the MCU is okay with them being that fucking close of just being like that's our shit. Weird. Um, yeah, I, I, I. It makes me uncomfortable because I don't want to have to watch through all of that stuff because <laughs> I know it's not good. Um, the uh, everything needing to be a punchline thing reminded me of I watched I watched uh, Red Notice we mentioned earlier over right. Thanksgiving, and it was it was good. It was funny. I liked it, but it did have the same feel. Where everything that Ryan Reynolds said felt like it needed to be the punchline to a joke, and like sometimes it was, and it was funny, and then but most of the time it was just like he said something that was supposed to be funny, and it was like, okay, let's move on now, please. Yeah, that's that's nice. Well, I think the trap they fell in there is that usually he's in that sarcastic comedy kind of, you know, it's still a serious role, but at the same time, it's he's the the uh, what is it, um, comic relief, comic relief, yep. yeah, yeah. He's the Ryan Reynolds character of the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. it, just, it didn't work nearly as well in Red Notice as it does in like when when you watched Red Notice. I'm wondering if anybody else noticed this, but the the whole opening sequence, Ryan Reynolds does not say a single word. 
Until he has like the direct conflict with the rock at the very end of that opening sequence. Yeah. And I thought that was so strange. <laughs> well, I guess they're trying to, you know, set the tone of the movie. I, it maybe? was just so weird. Like he would run into people and they would say something at him and he would just stare at them for a second and then run away. I'm yeah. like, did they, they didn't write any lines for him for during this entire <laughs> sequence. That's true. You got to pay him by the line, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's just such a weird choice because, like, the rest of the movie, he's very chatty. So. Mm-hmm. Very much so. I don't yeah, know. That's was... the entire point is just, like, we, you know he's going to say something funny. We're going to make you wait for him to say something funny. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Did you um, know the twist was coming up, Caleb? Did you see that coming? No, not really. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Ooh. That was pretty good. With a twist. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty good. How quickly do you think they put out Red Notice 2? <laughs> like, probably as fast as, uh, what is it, Thieves of uh, Thieves of the Dead? Army of Thieves. <laughs> Army, yeah, of Army of Thieves. Thieves. Yeah. Yeah, six months Thieves later, of Army Dead. of Thieves. That's going to be the third movie. Don't watch it. Apparently, it's fine. Red Notice was, like, the most streamed movie release on a streaming platform. Really? I mean, Crazy. it had a lot of big names in it and stuff, yeah, and it was course. good, but... yeah. I don't know. It did. I feel like it didn't live up to what I expected a movie with them, with those actors in it to be. Yeah, definitely a streaming platform movie. Yeah, get uh, some more fun streaming platform movies as uh, uh, Decepticon Omicron uh, rolls out. Man, man, I was thinking it sounds so much like a Transformer. I'm surprised you said that. Fun fact, it actually is a Transformer. Oh, great. There there actually is a Transformer named Omicron uh, in, like, one of, like, the RPGs or, like, peripheral things. Not in the actual shows, but there is a Transformer named Omicron. So there you go. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and now, now you know this tidbit of information. Um, well, I think that, uh, about wraps up everything that we're going to talk about. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening to, uh, us talk about all of these things. Um, again, you can find us on wearethehorizon.com or facebook.com slash wearethehorizon. You can also check out, uh, check out our discord. And, uh, of course, underneath of this in the doobly-doo, you'll have all of the links to everything that we talked about today. Uh, again, I have been, uh, Owen with Alex, Caleb, Chad and Jake. Uh, we are the Horizon. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us, and you have been awesome. Thanks. Bye. Bye.